everybody, Wednesday, 11th of January. This is the strategy podcast from Marcus today. General advice only, don't confuse it with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. Well, our market doing okay today, obviously on the back of Wall Street, which went a bit higher, 180 points up. And futures this morning were up 30 and the market's up 47. Pretty much across the board, things are going up. More so resources than banks, but also lithium having a good day. We've got PLS, which we hold in the ideas portfolio. Pilbara Minerals up 3.6%. Allchem up 5.5%. Ioneer 4.7%. CXO 3.5%. As you might remember in the strategy piece yesterday, we had the technical scans, and the obvious thing was that lithium and rare stocks were coming alive while well, they're still coming alive today that's probably the theme of the moment Jerome Powell was out and about last night which was the first time he said anything this year and he didn't say anything it was the non-event of the year so far by the way Janet Yellen is going to stay on as Treasury Secretary at Biden's request. There are hawks and there are doves and there are chickens. She's always been a bit of a chicken. Always pacifying, never doing very much, which is good. That's what the financial markets like. I've got a big theme for you today, which I am a day late on Henry picking up on the theme. I'll get to that in a minute. We've just had an inflation number here, Australian inflation 7.4%. That's higher than expected. Consensus was around 7%. And the trimmed mean inflation number was 5.6%. Consensus was 5.5%. We've also had retail sales numbers, which were a bit stronger than expected, up 1.4% in November. That compares to October up 0.2%. But that was with Black Friday included. Seems Black Friday was a little bit better than expected. And the market goes up on the back of all that, up 51 at the moment. It has been as high as 63 today. But forget all that theme of the day. Chinese economic optimism seems to be seeping into the rest of the world. We've got a couple of brokers in the US, Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs was a few days ago, but Morgan Stanley have upped their Chinese GDP numbers saying, we believe the market is underappreciating the far-reaching ramifications of reopening of the Chinese economy, that is, and the possibility that a robust cyclical recovery can occur despite lingering structural headwinds. So they've upped their Chinese GDP forecast for this year from 5.4% to 5.7%. Consensus is just 4.8%. They say it will drive a revaluation of the stock market in the short term and they are recommending an overweight position in Chinese stocks and they've upped a number of target prices for Chinese equity indices and they recommend buying highly liquid Chinese internet companies including Alibaba. Have a look at the strategy piece today. There are charts of Alibaba, Beidou, Tencent. Chinese technology is coming alive after almost two years, in fact almost exactly two years out in the cold. The bounce actually started in November, so I'm a little bit late with this theme. But the brokers are waking up to it now and suggesting that the opening of borders is going to drive a better year for the Chinese economy. Goldman Sachs said the similar thing a while back. They've up their Eurozone GDP numbers, which now surprisingly suggest no recession, which is a little bit against the trend. And they've done that on the back of the reopening of the Chinese economy, but also on the back of falling 
energy prices, which have been the main problem in the in the UK and Germany. So China, the theme, Henry wrote about it yesterday. The Aussie dollar has been doing nicely on the back of that. Over 69 cents yesterday, just below that today. And there's a chart in the strategy piece today of the US dollar index dropping hard. And that, of course, and you'll see the charts in the strategy piece, that, of course, has been good for gold. Have a look at the inverse correlation between the US dollar index and the gold sector index. And that continues. Momentum with gold stocks is really good at the moment. In the technical scans I've done today, you'll see a lot of gold stocks now looking overbought, the gold ETF now looking overbought, but there is no reason to be selling them yet. The trend is still your friend in gold. So I think if I was holding those, I'd still be holding gold stocks. One broker highlighting Northern Star and Regis Resources, fairly obvious picks in the gold sector. Regis has already rallied from $1.50 to $2.25, but in 2020, it was almost $6. And Northern Star, which is up from below $7 to $11.70, is down from over $16. Anyway, momentum still with gold. On the back of the Chinese optimism, I have added we've got about 10% cash in the strategy portfolio at the moment. I have added the Asia ETF, which is the Better Shares Asia Technology Tigers ETF, which tracks an index of the 50 largest technology and online retail stocks in Asia, ex Japan. So that includes Alibaba, Tencent, Beidou, and others. So added a ETF holding to the strategy portfolio today. A couple of other quick things. We've got the US results season coming up. I've put the US reporting calendar in the newsletter today. We've got JP Morgan, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, BlackRock, Citigroup, all reporting on Friday with Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs on Monday. The big six investment banks in the US are expected to see earnings down 17%. So this result season is more risk than reward. Average earnings growth is expected to be zero. And it's hard to imagine that outlook statements are going to be super upbeat ahead of what could be a recession this year. So a little bit nervous. Risks seem to be on the downside for the results season coming up in the US. See the calendar in the strategy piece today. One of the headlines, for instance, in the newswires is Wall Street braces for lackluster earnings season. And another one with most US economists forecasting either a recession or a significant slowdown this year, companies are likely to incorporate a more severe economic outlook. The other obvious mention today is we've got the US CPI number out on Thursday night. Headline number is expected to be 6.5%, core number 5.7, and that headline number 6.5% should be down from 7.1%. The next FOMC meeting is on February the 1st. The chances of a 25 basis point rate rise currently sitting at 80%, up from 40% a month ago. And lastly, I've got a little paragraph in there on AI. Microsoft is putting $10 billion into OpenAI, which is the creator of ChatGPT, which is the AI app which launched in November and had a million users within a week. And other investors are going to put money in. Suggestion is they'll have $29 billion to play with. And Sam Altman, who is a renowned Silicon Valley investor, has made the comment, chat GPT is incredibly limited, but good enough at some things to create a misleading impression of greatness. There you go. 
have to say AI can only pull on what's been fed into it and imagination isn't one of those. So my humble opinion is AI will only ever be routine and that we will quickly develop the ability to spot what is AI and what is value add. But there you go. I'm pretty sure that by the end of the year, one of the top 10 tech companies in the US we won't have heard of yet, and it's probably going to be an AI company. Right, today in the ideas portfolio, as I say, we just have Pilbara Minerals at the moment, which is doing okay today. It popped and dropped yesterday, but still holding that today. And today, debuting is the technical scans section, which replaces Stuart's technical section from last year. Stuart's no longer with us. Have a look at the technical scans. I am quite enjoying each morning writing up buy signals, sell signals, overbought, oversold, and highlighting the ones that are interesting. I asked my colleagues today, do you think hack, which is the cyber security ETF, has just hit a 52-week high or low? Find out in the technical scans section today. Other interesting things in there is, as Henry has written, about Ray's RZI suddenly taken off. What's going on there? Maybe Henry can tell you in his section. Domino's pizza chart bottoming. Morningstar's got a bit of research out today saying Domino's and Kogan are both undervalued now. Consumer discretionary and consumer staple sectors bottoming. A lot of bond-related ETFs are bottoming at the moment as well. In other words, bond yields are going up. Sorry, bond yields are going down. Bonds are going up. Easy mistake to make. Lots of oversold stocks at the moment. One interesting one is Telstra, CSL, Computer Share, Bubs, and NDQ, which is the NASDAQ ETF. And today on the RSI buy signals. We've got the NASDAQ bottoming on the RSI today, which is good. We hold NDQ and HNDQ rather in the strategy portfolio at the moment. We need the NASDAQ to bounce. The bounce in Chinese technology stocks can't hurt, has to be said. So NASDAQ bottoming by the looks of it, according to the charts. And I go through all the uh, signals and just check the charts, but a couple of charts did show some life, and those included aristocrat leisure and car sales look to be bottoming on the charts. Lots of overbought stocks at the moment and lots of overbought gold stocks. Also, interestingly, WIRE, which is the copper ETF, copper miners ETF, W-I-R-E, That is now overbought as well, as is the gold ETF QAU and a few gold stocks. Fortescue Metals is overbought at the moment. And no RSI sell signals except for OOO, which is the Better Shares Oil ETF. Right, that's about it. Enjoy the technical scans section. No new ideas today. We'll maybe hold off until we get this CPI number out of the way. A good day on the market, up 54 as I leave you. Dow futures up 119 as I speak. So all looking good at the moment. Adding Asia, ASIA ETF to the strategy portfolio. Happy with our Pilbara Minerals trade in the ideas portfolio. You have a fabulous day. I will speak to you tomorrow. Thank you.